0: Hello, and welcome back to Heartwork, the podcast all about love, relationships, dating, and the work of the heart. My name is Tom Lloyd, I'm your host, and I'm so happy you're back listening here today. And we've got the first three episodes out. We've kicked it off, we've launched it off, and people are listening to it. We are starting to get feedback. It's awesome to hear people Making connections, seeing themselves in other people's stories, learning new perspectives, and just going deep with it. It makes my heart so happy. And I have to be honest that for today's episode, I did have two other interviews lined up one of them was an ex-boyfriend and the other was a good friend who's almost like a brother to me he was a roommate and even a former coworker and for some reason the universe kind of moved both of these guys out of the way and i was like oh no what's happening maybe people don't want to talk about this maybe it's too vulnerable it's too much you know maybe i should just stop doing it I was like, no, I shouldn't do it. Or maybe I could find a friend who, you know, is a little bit, I could fill the space. But I was like, no, I need something that's really close to me like this. And I just kept getting this urge that I need to share some of my own story with you. And I was resisting that. But I think that's actually what needs to happen. I kind of need to share a little bit more of me. And so that is what I'm gonna do with you today. Tell you some of my own stories, some of my own thoughts on love, and even why I'm doing this. Like, why? Why does this subject light me up so much? That's what I'm gonna share with you today. And at the heart of it, I feel like what I wanna share with you is this urgency of love and the necessity of it in the world. And, like, how do we lead a life full of love? There's a difference from living in your head and living in your mind and living in your heart. They're two different things. The heart has a language of its own. It doesn't often make sense. It has its own logic, and it leads you into different territory. And living a life leading with love is absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it, and that's what I want to talk about today. So, to start things off today, I want to tell you the story of my friend Eugene. Eugene was a regular customer of mine at a coffee shop that I used to work at and manage in South Williamsburg, in Brooklyn in New York right off of the Hughes stop on the JM if you're familiar with Brooklyn and it was a special place. We were running this coffee shop on top of a bar this old dive bar that had a notorious reputation. It had gotten its liquor license pulled away and we were running this coffee shop on top of that bar and it was the first place that i worked when i moved to new york and it is really one of my homes where i have made a lot of wonderful connections a lot of heart connections too and eugene was one of those people eugene was a regular the whole time that i worked at this coffee shop and he did not come in every day but he would come in every couple weeks at least once a month He was a jujitsu instructor, and he worked at, like, the martial arts club down the block, so he would come in for coffee... And a breakfast burrito, either right before he had to teach or right after. And he was the kind of guy that when he came into a room, he really lit the room up. He was so charismatic and warm and friendly. Anyone who was coming through the shop at the time would probably jump in on the conversation. He always wanted to know what was on people's minds. He was always this friendly presence. He cared deeply about us, the staff, and he wasn't too bad looking either. You know, he was buff. He had these cute freckles. He had this gray stripe in his hair. And pretty much everybody who worked there who was into men had some type of crush on Eugene. He was just one of these guys, a wonderful presence. And whenever he came in, you know, he always would Talk to the heart. We would always get down to these awesome conversations. It's one of the things that happens when you work at a coffee shop. And we were working at a coffee shop on top of a bar. So people would come sit at the bar, especially people we knew really well, and we would just talk it out. We would kind of end up being a therapist of sorts which kind of happens at a coffee shop you know this is one of the wonderful things about working at a coffee shop is you get to create these sustained daily or regular relationships with people and you get to know about their life I think it's part of the reason I'm interested in doing this podcast as well because it's one of the things that taught me that everyone has a story every single person has something to share and everything is go everyone is going through something and when you start tapping into that person's world you will be surprised at what you find and eugene was just a gold mine he always had something new going on he always always talking about you know moving into new territory, and his the way he lived life was admirable. So, one day, Eugene came into the shop, and that day happened to be Valentine's Day, and... Funny thing about Valentine's Day for me is that it's also my mom's birthday. So if you've listened to the episode with my mom, you can only imagine what Valentine's Day brings up in me. So whether or not I'm in a relationship, I'm always kind of thinking of my mom on Valentine's Day and the the love that she offers. And on this Valentine's Day, I was dating someone who really kind of missed the mark on Valentine's Day. He kind of shrugged it off and didn't deal with it in the best way. And so I wasn't really in the best mood. And in comes Eugene to the shop. He was with a friend and he was like, hey man, how's your Valentine's Day going? And I was like, you know what? It's not going that well. It could be a lot better. In fact, it's kind of awful. And he said, you know what? I'm dealing with a similar situation. It's pretty bad. And his friend was like, I'm having an awful Valentine's Day. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. So I sat the guys down at the bar, I got them coffee, and we just talked about what was on our hearts. And Eugene gave me this amazing advice for the situation that I was in, And when I was listening to him, I really recognized that he was looking at the situation the way that a lot of men look at situations, gay and straight. And I took the advice and I used it and it really helped me out in that situation. I didn't end up dating that guy for very much longer, but what we had talked about in this conversation really helped me take the next steps that I needed to take. And overall, him coming in and talking about love at this moment in my life it was like this blessing from the universe how often do you have three guys just openly and vulnerably talking about love it it was incredible so he came back like the next week I think and he was like hey how to go with that guy and I was like you know what it rent really well and we kept we started talking about all these different things about our heart and about love and we were just like inspiring each other and like what our different experiences were i marked this kind of moment on valentine's day because from that moment on i kept running into eugene i would run into him randomly in manhattan i would run into him on the train going home i'd run into him at the store it was like why do i keep running into this guy it's like the universe is trying to sink us up and every time we would talk about love. And one of the things that he really started talking about with me is like, he was like, how do you feel about all of these different apps that we're on or online dating or Instagram and the DMs and the text messages like there's so many different like weird strategies about how to approach dating and relationships in this way and he was like why are we hiding behind this like we deserve so much more he's like I just want to connect with somebody I see people on this on the train or I see people in the street and I think you know I wish I could just start a conversation with somebody and ask them out out on a date But in this day and age, I almost feel like a sexual predator in doing that. And I don't want to feel like that. But I also, like, want to connect. I'm tired of, like, the mind games that we play behind all of this technology. And I was like, you are preaching to the choir with me on that. And I am so glad that I can talk to somebody who gets it, who just wants to connect. And we would run into each other and we would tell each other little stories that we were taking these little courageous actions of love. And you'd be like, I... I, I saw this girl, I'd seen her many times, I waved at her one day, and the next day I introduced myself, and the next day I asked her on a date, and I went on a date with her, and we would talk about love, and I was like, oh my god, I love this guy. I remember one time he was, I ran into him, and he was even like, look at this tattoo. I tattooed this on myself, and it just says love, and he's like, because I'm all about it, he's like, this is the only reason to live. It's the only thing worth living is for love. And I was like, I agree. I was like, this guy is amazing. I was like, I'm so glad I have this cheerleader of love. We're gonna be, I feel like there's like something building with this friendship. So one day, I run into him on the train again, and he's like, you know what, you should come out with me, I'm gonna go to this restaurant tonight, maybe you wanna come eat with me, we can hang out, or whatever, and I was like, okay, amazing, we're finally taking this connection, whatever we have, from, like, this random thing to, like, actually being friends. And even though I wanted to hang out with him, I couldn't, because I had this really important engagement that I had to get to, and I was like, I'll take a rain check, let's hang out later. So... Flash forward a week, I'm in the coffee shop, I'm serving coffee, and this other customer comes up to me, and I thought it was interesting or strange that he was there, because I knew that this particular customer had just moved out of the neighborhood a couple weeks ago. And so when he came, I was like, hey, you're back already. You just moved out, and you're already back to the shop. You can't stay away. And he was like, yeah, I am. I was like, well, what are you doing? and he said well I'm going to the grappling room and that was where Eugene worked that was his martial arts studio said oh you must know Eugene and he said I do know Eugene as a matter of fact and actually he just passed away and I said what you're joking (laughs) you can't mess with me like that Eugene isn't dead and he's like Actually, he is he passed away and his memorial was actually like two days ago and I saw the look in this guy's eye and he started crying and I knew that it was real it was such a shock I couldn't believe that it was real but I knew that it was real and I started asking him I was like what happened wait what What? Was it an accident? We kind of were going back and forth, and it was kind of inferred that actually Eugene had taken his own life, that he had probably committed suicide. The words were never said, but it was kind of inferred. And actually, when I went back into my DMs on Instagram, my last conversation with him, he had texted me saying something like, Oh, I'm so bored. I'm watching Friends. I feel like I want to kill myself. And I laughed and said, LOL, ha, 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 and said something back to him. But I think what happened is he actually did end up killing himself. And so this hit my heart in a huge way and it really like impacted me for quite a while actually because it's not how the story should have ended, right? It's not how these types of stories end how I thought it would end was that this guy was going to be one of my best friends in life, actually. He was resonating so much with me that I was like, this guy's probably going to be, like, in my wedding party if I ever get married. Like, he is so in tune with the way that I want to live life, the way that I want to approach love in my life, that I can't see this guy not in my life in a major way. And so to hear that he was no longer living was such a shock to me and I was wondering at why this had happened what is this I was like this story is not over and there is a lot of things that I could say about this moment in my life but what I will say is that I feel like whatever connection was going on between me and Eugene about love, about this urgency of love, this necessity to not hold back on love in the world, whatever that was that was going back and forth between us, almost like it got injected into my veins. It kind of took over me. It started taking charge of me, this love, like this, or I don't know how to describe it other than an urgency for love. That the world needs love now, and now, and now. And the more that you act on love now, the more that the world is a better place. Not only for me, but for everyone. And that living a life by doing this, by choosing the action of love, by choosing to follow your heart, to, by choosing to follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart, that leads into a great life. And I wish Eugene was still here with me, but he's not. And I feel like this is part of why I'm opening up this space is because there are people like me and Eugene who want to connect to this stuff, who are craving to connect to this stuff, who want cheerleaders of love in their life. They want to hear from other people who are living on the edge of their heart into areas of the unknown they crave this connection and want it and i want to provide a space where you can tune into that so that's part of why i think i'm doing this podcast and you might say well yeah duh tom isn't everybody doing that isn't everybody doing their best and isn't everybody following their hearts and i would say you know maybe not i would say Yeah, I feel like a lot of times people... I feel like everyone is doing their best to survive. They're doing their best to get by with life in the best way that they can. But is everyone always choosing love for themselves and for other people? I don't know. I think doing what society wants you to do, doing what's expected of you, doing what you think you should do, can a lot of times get in the way. And a lot of times we think that we're making decisions based off of love or our heart, but actually it might be something else. It might be it might be jealousy. It might be obsession. It might be society. It might be what someone else thinks I should do. It might be what a toxic person is telling me to do what i'm interested in is providing a many different perspectives on where the heart is at and how people who i know live with love are dealing with the matters of their heart because so many times even I am guilty of this, of course I'm guilty of this, or I wouldn't be doing this podcast, is that I get stuck in my head. I start thinking about things too much. I obsess over things, or I overanalyze them, and that is me being in the head. It's being in the mind. And there is a saying that the mind is a great servant, but it's a horrible master, and the way is through the heart. And I'm interested in a great life of love. And I feel like the path I've been on since I met Eugene is like trailblazing a path of love. Am I in a serious relationship right now? No, I'm not. Am I in love with myself right now? Absolutely. I love myself. I love the decisions I'm making about my life right now. And I love where I'm at. I might not be in a serious relationship right now, but I feel like that was adding to my sense of self-worth for a while, that if I didn't have this like very serious relationship that maybe I wasn't lovable or there was something wrong with me. But I'm learning that, no, there's nothing wrong with me, and there's nothing wrong with you out there if you're listening to this. You are who you are, and you are lovable, and you don't have to do anything except for accept yourself for who you are. Even in the very first three interviews, that's coming up over and over again. I think one of the hardest things about following your heart or living boldly from the heart is that your life might not look like what you want it to look like, or it might not look like what other people's lives look like like you might not have that relationship that you want right away. You might end up all over the place. I'm finding myself right now in a phase where I'm just kind of I'm I'm very open always to a partner that is going to be like that guy in my life. But He's not there right now, and so why wait for him? Why pine away for this person? There's no need to do that. And, you know, I found myself on what I call these, like, mini-romances all the time lately. Like, my heart just connects with people so easily, but also just as easily it doesn't. If something is not right, it's not right. One of my favorite examples of these, quote-unquote, mini romances is one that i had this past summer i was visiting minnesota i had a friend who just actually bought some land up north on the shore of lake superior close to the canadian border and he wanted me to go visit And we were supposed to go visit this land together uh, on a little adventure. But at the last minute, he had to work. So I was left going up there alone. And no one else was really going to be up at this property, like six hours north of the city. And so I decided to go anyways. And I was heading up north. And I remembered when I was going up there that one of my friends from Brooklyn told me about this sauna in Duluth. And Duluth, if you don't know, is at like the tip of Lake Superior. So it was kind of like my halfway point to where I was going. And this sauna was actually a gay sauna, which I thought was amazing. So I ended up stopping by there. And I won't get into too much detail (laughs) of what that place was like, but you can only imagine. And I met this guy there, and we kind of hit it off almost immediately and i remember we were kind of chatting and i remember i said to him i was like you're hot and he said no i'm not my name's gary and i was dead laughing i was almost immediately in love we connected right away we left asana and we ended up going uh To go get Chinese food. Chinese food was closed. So we ended up going to get pizza on the shore of Lake Superior. And as we were eating the pizza, I asked this guy, I said, are we on a date? And he was like, no, 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 we're just eating pizza. And he was like, what are you doing up here? And I was like, I told him I was going to visit this land and I kept telling him about the land. And I was like, do you, I was like, what are you doing? like these next few days, do you want to go up to this land with me? And he was like, I'm not doing anything. I mean, do you think it would be okay to go up to this land? And I was, like, really starting to vibe with this guy. And he said, yeah, you should just come up to the land with me. And he's like, I think... I'm going to come. He's like, but we would have to feed the chickens first. And I was like, let's go feed the chickens. So at like 11 o'clock at night, we went out into the country to like feed these, to go feed these chickens. I have pictures. (laughs) And then we continued up like three more hours north. And in like the dead of night, we end up at this land. It's pitch black. It feels like some type of horror movie. We're out of cell phone service. We're trying to get into this house to sleep and it had like one of those key boxes and we're trying to get the lock open and we can't get it open. We can't get the key, and I, I realized I didn't have the code to the key box. So we go back into cell phone service. We call all the people that I know to try and get it. This guy kind of maybe, uh, he's like, now don't tell anybody this, but I can usually break into these type of key situations. So we started trying to pick the lock of this thing, which didn't work. We were both getting tired, and so we, we drove back to the property, and we just kind of slept in the car. And I woke up in the morning. He wasn't in the car with me anymore. I was like, oh, my God, where did this guy go? And I got out of the car, and he was in the windowsill of the house. It was this sunny morning. He was just smiling at me. And he was like, hey, there, good looking. How are you doing? And he was like, I got coffee ready for you. And I was like, how did you get into this house who are you? I am like, I'm in love. I'm like, so in love with the situation. And we just spent this like, really romantic time together over the course of a couple days, like totally alone in the wilderness, to the point where there was something special about the bond that was in our heart. He even told me, he's like, I would not have come up to this trip with you if I didn't feel something deep in my heart, like I should come. And I said the same. And it's like we were, I, the way back to Duluth to drop him off, we were holding hands the whole time. And when I left him, we both like cried because I feel like we were like literally in love. And this was like the course of what, three or four days? And he still calls me every once in a while. And... It's just an example of like how you love can be so simple. You can follow it so deep and so fast. It doesn't have to be your marriage. It doesn't have to be this serious thing and it can be it can be like the partner of your life but the th- what i'm learning right now in my life is to just follow love wherever it would go maybe your mind would stop you from doing some of the things that i just mentioned but for me it worked out because i knew so deeply in my heart that it would and that's what i am trying to do more and more it's- to follow these things with this guy, he said in the car, he said, he's like, who does this? Who who gets in a car and like goes up with somebody they never they barely even know and has like a romantic weekend? He's like, this is so romantic. And I have to be honest, this isn't the only person that I've heard this from lately. And once I started hearing this more and more often, I was like, oh, who does this? I do this. I do this because I am a lover. You could call me romantic. You can call me whatever it is. But I feel like I'm just choosing love. I'm living for love. I just follow the love where it goes. And where it stops, I stop. And I just reroute until I find more love. And that is just simply where I'm at right now and I am interested in people who are doing the same, who are leading with love, who are following where the love leads. one of the places that love has led me is exactly where I am right now during this whole COVID-19 situation. If you don't know me personally, then let me fill you in. There are two lovely ladies. One of them is named Grace, and one of them is named Melinda. Grace, I've basically known since I was 16 through a really good friend of mine named Jay, whose name has come up over and over again. I will have him on the podcast, don't worry about it. But Grace and Melinda are a married couple, and they're two ladies, and they wanted to have a child. And they reached out to me a couple years ago to start that process with them. And, you know, when they did that at a certain, at that time, a lot of people were asking me, were like, whoa, are you ready for that? Can you do that? Can you have a child in the world? And I was like, first of all, it's not my child. It's their child. But yes, of course I can do that. Of course I can provide this enormous amount of love to these two people who love so greatly. And that's what I did. And now Grace and Melinda have this beautiful child named Evan. He is so cute oh my God, he's so cute. Yes, he does look like me. Yes, I helped make him. No, he's not my son. Yes, he is my nephew. And yes, I am living with them right now. And it is incredible. And during this COVID-19 situation, everyone in the world knows that New York City is not the best place to be during this thing. It's one of the epicenters of the virus, and I am so lucky and so blessed to be up here. They, they called me immediately, and they're like, if you need a place to stay, you can totally come up here. And in fact, they kind of insisted that I did come up here. And because they've opened their life up not only to me but to my parents so that this kid has three sets of grandparents, even my mom was like, you have to go to Grace and Melinda's. And now I'm up here. I'm up in the mountains with this, these two lovely ladies and this lovely family. And I just like can't believe how much love is around me. Choosing love in our life leads to landscapes of love that we could never imagine. The relationship between me and Grace and Melinda was going to be lifelong no matter what. My relationship with Evan also going to be lifelong no matter what but this time that we get to spend right now is such a blessing it's such a bond of love that we're creating and I am so grateful for that I just couldn't be more happy about it and there's so many times that I had to follow my heart to get where I'm at right now And that's what I want to offer you. I want to offer you a space where people who are doing that are talking about how we do that. Because I know if you're listening to this, you're doing that too. Or if you're not, you want to know how to do it. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. People come at it from a lot of different angles. And that's what I want to offer you. And also with that, I think this moment of COVID-19 is such an interesting space that we're in. It's such a time that everything has slowed down. I was saying in one of the interviews, it took me like at least five days for my brain to stop going on overdrive and circulating and moving and moving and moving and moving and moving during this time i'm wondering can we let the mind go a little bit and drop into our heart and listen to what it is that our heart wants there's so many people who are talking about how different life is going to be after this that the world is going to change after this what i kind of want to posit to you is What would the world look like if we all just really took the time right now to dial deep into our hearts? What would this thing look like if we all came out of it super tuned into our hearts, ready to be bold and courageous in the choices that we make, to be vulnerable and be leaders of love in the world? What would that look like? It's not very hard to do, All you gotta do is drop into your heart and listen to it. Take out a stethoscope, listen to what's going on there. If it is encouraging change, follow it, go with it. Go with wherever the heart is leading you. Remember Eugene, the need to connect to love is real. So don't wait, don't let your mind hold you back put yourself out there and go ahead and love already it's urgently needed in the world the chance to love is now and now and now you can always be choosing love and it's gonna lead you into a life more full of love and i am here to support you in that and if you want to connect into more energy like that, connect to this podcast. It's going to keep coming out. It's going to keep getting better. And I'm happy you're here listening with me today. That's all I've got for you today. I am so happy that you tuned in. I really felt like I needed to put my own heart on the line. And so I did. Next week, we will be back with another guest and interview and in the meantime you can connect with the facebook page search at heartwork podcast or you can just go to the website that is like a little suspect but it's up there it's heartworkmovement.com you can definitely sign up for an email list now i would love to see some of you do that beyond that please do all you can to share this if you like it share it with a friend talk about it with a friend send him a text send him an email show direct them to soundcloud follow us do all the things if you know how to do the things do them i'm just figuring it all out more is coming and i just love you so from my heart to yours i'm sending you a whole bunch of love and just do whatever you can if you can to put a little more love out in the world see you next week